Hello, and welcome to Magic is Real, a podcast focused on exploring the fascinating world of near-death experiences, communication with spirit, and all things metaphysical and spiritual. The mission of this project is to share messages of hope and inspiration with others, and to spread the word that death is only an illusion. Thank you for being here with an open heart and mind. I wish you peace, light, and love always. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Magic is Real. I'm Shannon Torrance. I'm just a person. I'm a medium. I interview people that have had extraordinary spiritual experiences, and I'm obsessed with all things metaphysical, spiritual, and uh, that's why we're here. So today I have my friend Malcolm Nair with us. I will say who you are, but first I just want to say hello, Malcolm, and thank you for being here. Hello, Shannon. Thank you very much for uh, bringing me on your platform once again. This is exciting. Yeah. Yes. So I had Malcolm on the show because he is a near-death experiencer. However, and also, uh, Malcolm is now a... uh, what do you call what do you call yourself a what coach a well I, I, I help people get to the steps of enlightenment so I, you know i'm enlightenment coach but it's coaching enlightenment coaching because i'm 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 putting them through the steps of mental clarity releasing blockages understanding their why their reason their purpose compassion look there's so many exercises and methods so that's why i call it you know you know, you don't have to die to realize, to self-realize. You don't have to get enlightened at that period of time where it's the end, you know, or, you know, gurus and shamans and stuff, they reach enlightenment through their their uh, practices and stuff. But there's a faster way. I mean, there's a way faster way for you to reach these enlightenment moments and to attract and manifest and release blockages because I've done it all for myself especially with my background my childhood what I've gone through so much trauma you know and adversity so it that's what I want to teach people and show them and guide them yes and actually that's where I wanted to start if you want to see his interview it's up here he has a really interesting story but um I would love to know how specifically you got into this particular line of work. I know you just said that you had done it in your own life. Um, I know that your near-death experience puts you on a spiritual path. So I'd love to know kind of at what point did you decide that this particular area, I know it's broad, but it's also, uh, but it, but it isn't in, at the same time because it's helping people reach their potential, get rid of blocks, um, manifest that live their best life, whatever. But what was it that drew you specifically to this work? It's, it's funny. I mean, it's not funny. It's, it's, it could come across weird for other people because a lot of people decide and make choices and shift their life around because of what their purpose is or what they're good at. And they decide that they use their mindset and they're like, this is my purpose. I'm so good at this. This is what I love. But it didn't work out that way for me. It was, I had a calling. So I had a calling. I started having these uh, wake up calls, um, these insights and these dwellings come to me from, from the work that I was doing for my inner healing and, and cleansing and stuff. So I'd get these whispers and I was slowly losing my drive, my passion, because I've always been a coach 
I have always been a mentor. I've always inspired and led teams and grown teams and in sales industries, coaching industries. And for some reason, um, I was losing my passion, no matter how successful I was in the industry. The dwelling that was coming to me, I was feeling compelled to to stop. And I love doing in-home consultations and 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 being a leader and a coach and inspired. They looked at me as a coach and I didn't sell them. They just would be sitting down and they would say, oh, shoot, honey, go grab the visa. And they'd just pay the thousands of dollars without even thinking or second guessing and pack me food and stuff. And I was losing passion for that. I was losing passion for service to others for another company, within another company. And something inside me kept saying, you know, giving me details. I was getting instructions, like blueprints of, you know, you could do this, but for yourself, you could, you know, I was getting these wake up calls, you know, it's common sense now to think of this as a mature person, be like, yeah, that's obvious. So you want to be an entrepreneur. Woo. Right. But it was deeper than that. It was like, I was getting these talks because I've never had guidance in my life. I've never had a structure in my life. I never knew about like how to leave the nine to five world. It was the first time for everything for me to just up and leave and, and leave all that money that I was making close to $10,000 every month. Like who would want to leave consistency? I was doing that consistently. Right. And I decided to leave and my wife was pregnant and she supported me. She said, you know, how are we going to do this? You know? And I'm like, and on top of it, I stressed my family out by saying, you know, I had a newborn coming. I had a little baby. He was like two, three years old. And, and, you know, she, she was constantly drinking milk. Like my family liked milk and bread and food. And I got another calling in the midst of getting into this business was to stop eating outside food. Like stop, literally don't go to the grocery store and buy bread from there. Don't buy groceries from there, box foods. Don't buy meat from there. Don't eat the, the food industry food. And I was like going through this process and, and it was crazy. So I piled that on her. So I was getting these conscious callings. They were coming to me and each thing were synchronicities. They're all adding up and lining up together. And then I'm like, what am I meant to do? And I'm just like sitting there on my couch and I'm like, what's going on? Like I left my work. Now I'm sitting here on my butt. I don't even have a proper computer. And, you know, I don't like, what do I do? Why, why was I set up to do this? I left my job and now I'm telling, I'm stressing my family. Like you can't eat milk. You can't drink this. You can't eat that. You can't. And it was like a must. <clears throat> But I said, just trust the process because I just trust the process. And I'm like, just, just, this is the voice, right? Like, and I'm like, what am I meant to do? Tell me, what is this, right? And I got a whisper and my whispers are louder now where before in the past or for people listening to this, they, they won't take it like the way I'm saying it, right? So you have to do the process. You know, I do a guided intelligence whole method to get closer to these wake up calls. So my wake up calls were already close. We're already there. So the whisper came to me and said, guided intelligence. And I said, 
say like say it again so i'm i'm connected to my source so it's able to repeat things for me right so i said it again louder it's a guided intelligence and i said guided like i knew what it said i'm like guided intelligence like i was like i'm like okay fine and I get up and I go to my computer and I write it down and I make it on my email as my Gmail name. And I do it as my YouTube channel thing. I don't even know if I had a YouTube, but I had a YouTube account, right? Everyone has a YouTube account. They sign in, right? And I made it there and I didn't know what it was. I honestly did not know what it was. And, um, and then through slowly transitioning and changing and doing the work and and, and shifting and changing and shifting and changing and growing my mindset, the food research and research and studying and studying for 10 years more in my life and then taking the 20 plus years of experience I have in life and traumas. And I took it all and, and I put it together and I'm like, wow, this can really serve somebody. This changed my life. I could change somebody's life. And it was like, yes. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I didn't ask how or why or when. I just said, I leave that up to you. And I went and I just slowly started doing things. I started like taking my poems out of my mind, all my writings, all my wisdom, all my teachings, my story. I talked about homelessness. I talked about drug addiction. I talked about alcohol. I talked about sex. I talked about being raped. And I had all these documents and I had thousands and I'm like, now what? And I'm like, oh, don't worry. I leave that up to you because you don't want to put control in the way. Right. So then I'm like, ask for another compel, uh, compelling dwelling. So I call this in my practice command and demand. And I teach people how to do it so they don't have to go through my 20 year long journey. But so I went and I commanded and I demanded and I asked and I said, and I did my prayer to manifest. So this is about manifest. And I said, give me more. I'm ready. Tell me, tell me what I'm meant to do now. Like, what is the next thing? Just give it to me. I'm ready. Like, I'm going to listen, wake me up tomorrow morning and I'm going to wake up with my mindset clear and I'm going to do this. And Let's go. And it was the beginning of COVID when this happened. Wait, like a couple months before COVID, all this was happening and way before COVID even came out, I was working on all of this. And then before COVID happened, I got this wake up call to um, publish a book. And it told me, so guided intelligence told me to wake up. And I said, okay, now what, right? What do I do now? And so I was listening to the guidance and it said, write a book. And I'm like, write a book. Okay. I've never done this. I, I've never read a book in my life. You want me to write a book, let alone read a book. <laughs> and so I said, what about, and it came to me right away it's affirmations. And this whole vision and this, this, all these views before my eyes, just like the experience when I died happened, it, it happens when I get all these visions and stuff. 
of what to do, what the pictures are going to look like, what you're going to say, who you're going to hire, who's going to come and help you write the book, who's going to, how are you going to publish? It all came to me. So I had the blueprint. So the blueprint came to me and I woke up in the morning and I go downstairs like in flow state, literally shaking and shivering and like, I had to get a blanket. Like I was just in flow, like flow state, like one of those, I wasn't cold. I might've had an ice shower, but I don't think that was the effect because usually my ice shower lasts 20 minutes and I get into, I get cold for another 20 minutes for the telomere growth and the mindset and the inflammation and stuff and all of the things I teach in my, my coaching. But um, it, so I was just in flow and I was running that book and I'm like, oh my gosh, I did it in six hours. It took me six hours to finish Arnav's affirmations. The draft is in the center there. That's the first draft. But the one that I have is on Amazon. It's called Arnav's Affirmations. It's a children's self-help self-help book. So if anybody wants to get that, it's a children's book. Read to your children. It's amazing. It's $7.77. It's nothing. But, um, <clears throat> but it's just a beautiful thing for children. And then I'm like, what's next? And then it told me, the child inspire. So I wanted to inspire children because I wasn't inspired as a child, right? So I, you know, I don't know how deep you want to go. I know you're just listening to me, but I need some guidance because I could just keep talking about nothing, but, but that's how it started. So that's how it started. It just, it's just, it just, I just trusted in the start and in the journey and in the process. And I had faith in that. And, you know, everything happens for a reason like the world needs to know but like people need to know that everything like we mean you talked about this everything that just lines up and comes and stuff it it, it becomes something you know and that's yeah. what it became right and that's how it all began I could go deeper and I, I could talk for hours about like every little step in in a whole other uh podcast like just talking about this one episode or something but um yeah let's well right I, yeah um so that i mean i love all of what you said it's so relevant right now um i was just talking to brooke grove today who's another near-death experiencer and um we were having the same kind of it feels like thematically there's a lot going on where we're all in this sort of similar energetic space um there's a lot of I don't know if you feel it too but it's this oh, energetic yeah, that's how I, I, I took you and I'm like okay yeah it's her and we're gonna do this and yep it's interesting well and that's why we're gonna talk heavily about man my favorite one of my favorite topics is manifestation um, I'm a little bit obsessed with it I literally watch videos all day long on it um everyone has their own approach to it beliefs about it so um I think we can start by, uh, I'd love to, I I, per, I shared with you that for me, when I watch manifestation coaches and manifestation concepts and absorb that, it has given me a sense of so much empowerment and faith and trust. I don't, even the past week, I just, I was like, I'm not even worried about anything. I know I'm going to get what I want. Like it gets me to this really comfortable place of security and safety because I'm trusting in the universe more and more. But I would love to hear sort of for anyone who may not completely know about manifestation, I would love to hear your take on, you know, what 
manifestation is? There's so much. I, I know. There's so much. Um, but on, on, on that, about being secure, you have to have a little bit of insecurity and security. So it's like this fine line between comfort and uncomfortability. It's like you need to know that you are enough, but you're worth more. You're always worth more. You can always raise your standards and, and your standards will be met based on how the world perceives you, right? So if you, if you portray yourself a certain way on this earth, then the earth will reciprocate that same energy and wavelength to you. But you got to feel like you're not enough sometimes. You know, these coaches and gurus always say, oh, you're enough, you're enough. But then you're going to be obese and, and sick every second week, like the normal flu comes around and you're going to keep eating what you eat with the mindset you have because you watch this podcast and you took those hypnosis and you feel like you're enough, right? But, but that's wrong. The way I teach it is <clears throat> you have to have a, a, a mind, body, spirit connection and, and you got to uh, elevate every aspect of your consciousness. So if everything is conscious and everything is vibrating, you got to vibrate everything higher. So if it's your mindset, vibrate it higher. How can you do that? Look into biohacking, look into the science behind longevity, look into uh, growth, you know, like just there's growth in so many areas. Uh, with the way you hear, you know, there's people in the world that have hearing problems and you can teach people how to do certain things to help fix their hearing, you know, just the same way I healed uh, through my all my diagnosis uh, when I was hospitalized from my near death experience, I, I manifested so many things just with that. So that's just mind, body, right? Spirit is, is a whole other spectrum, right? And then when you connect the dots, mind, body, spirit, and everything you're just elevating, the things that happen, you, you, you can't believe. It's like, you do believe it. It's like, wow, just doing the work. I knew that that was possible, but it just happened. It just happened. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Wow. Right? So then you become a powerful uh, manifestor, like a knowing. But for manifestation, it's everything you're manifesting, uh, good and evil, uh, good and bad, um, negative and toxic, uh, girlfriends, boyfriends, husband, wife, uh, children. You can manifest children. I teach, I'm trying to convince my sister to understand the power of manifestation uh, from the womb. You can manifest from the womb before conception. So you can put out a signal to source beforehand of what the manifest is going to be for your child. And, and I know I'm talking advanced, like very advanced stuff. Are you you're cool with that? That's what we're here for. That, okay, good. My question okay. I'm going to butt in with for that is how yes. to, how, well, tell this, but also uh, just because I think it's an interesting thing. How do we know this, that our souls can do this? Or how do you know this? Maybe, you know, that might, that's something I'd love to know too. Every, Not as a, yeah. Everything is, is energy. Everything is energy. What we want will come back to us in the form of reality, right? So 
everything that we believe, we feel, we do, we think, we, we're creating. We're creating from consciousness, right? So where did consciousness begin and end? It was always there. So if we can leverage into that concept and be like, you know, I'm creating quantum fields. So thought alone is a creation. You know, if you look into the, the ancient Hindu cultures, I don't know, they, a lot of people talk about the Brahmata or I don't know how to pronounce it, but the, you know, the ancient, ancient Hindu civilization, they talk about Shiva and Vishnu consciousness, you know, death and, 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 and birth, right, of consciousness, it's energy, you're breathing new realms of conscious states, right? So when I knew I was doing this, it was from negativity, it was from anxiety, depression, PTSD, OCD, I suffered from it all. That's why I can help people in these areas. Um, and, and much more like, you know, headaches, I healed my migraine headaches, but I didn't know how to heal it until it was gone one day. And then I realized now going back into that. So going back into an inner child to take the, the understanding and the comprehension that I'm utilizing in today's day and age. And that's how I'm able to quantify the experiences for my children to give them wisdom now, you know, early on. But for example, um, we're manifesting, you know, So I was attracting, you know, when you say, okay, I was, a, I was a smoker. I was addicted to smoking cigarettes. Let's just get into it. Um, one day when I was in ninth grade, I was in high school and I was addicted to smoking. So I was nicking, I was feeding for a smoke. And I was, I'm like, can I bum a butt off you? Can I bum a butt off you? Can I get a smoke off you? Can I get a, this off you? No, sorry, I'm out. No, sorry, I'm out. Uh, you know, I had no change. Oh, $3, $2.50. The price went up on single cigarettes from bumming smokes back in the day. But um, so I knew I had consciousness. So if you know you have consciousness, I knew from an early age, then I knew what I wanted was going to come no matter what. It's like, you're going to try so hard to go on marketplace or virage sale or on a Kijiji or Craigslist to find an aquarium, a fish tank. You're so excited. You and your husband talk about you. Like, yeah, this is what I want, honey. Okay, let's do it. Let's get it. Let's find it. Let's see if we can shop for it. And then you go and you take your energy. You're like, oh, look at this one tonight. No, let's go in here. Let's go in Mayfair. And oh, this one's 60 bucks. Oh, this one's very nice. And your energy is all about getting it because you visualized it in your house. So like, we're going to have it right there. It's going to look so good. And you did all the work and you, you actually created it. You brought it into reality, whether you worked hard for it, you paid money for it, but you did that from consciousness from a beginning and an end. Right. So you just started it. So I took the next level and I'm like, how can I do the same thing without so much, um, expense maybe or or resources so I did the same thing with an aquarium you know I did the same thing with negativity so with the cigarettes I kept saying I'm gonna get it I'm gonna find it I never gave up where there's a will there's a way so I kept 
kicking smoke packets on the floor. Each one was empty. And I kept, that kept happening, but I kept going with the belief and determination and ambition. And, and it was for negativity. Do you believe that, right? So it doesn't matter if it's negative or positive. Next thing you know, just my determination alone, and I, I just kicked a pack of smokes and I felt a little bit heavier. It was glossy, shiny with the plastic and all still on it. I lifted up and I, I, I attracted, I manifested a brand new pack of DeMaurier cigarettes, king size. Yeah. just through negativity alone and you I did the same thing in negative realm when I was growing up as a kid living on my own you know just kind of paycheck to paycheck and you know I just manifested the the next paycheck or to pay ends meet or groceries like you're always constantly manifesting something when you truly dire need or de desire something right so how do we desire something for a benefit, for a good cause, to serve people or to serve our higher good. So then, you know, if you're manifesting little things like computers, uh, TVs, uh, aquariums, you know, cars, how do you manifest people? How do you manifest uh, wavelengths and frequencies, you know? So you got to understand that, you know, what the way to understand this is by basically knowing how do I feel right now? How do I feel right now? Okay. So if you're, if I was like five, 10 years ago and I asked myself that, I'm like, I feel like stress, like shit. And I, you know, I don't like my job and I need more money and I want to go hang out and all the, all the things people would think, but we're talking to a, an, an amazing audience here. So let's raise the standard. And if our frequency, we ask, how do I feel right now? And we want to, and we say, well, I feel, I feel great. I feel, I feel great. I feel good. I feel blessed. And I feel like I'm powerful, right? So you take that and be like, okay, where, where does that feel that you're at? And you can compare it to a guru, a shaman, uh, a coach. You can compare it to, you know, the birds. You can compare it to, you know, a skyscraper that's so high and mighty wherever your vision takes you, right? So you say, okay, well, if what I said, ask myself is right here, how can I raise my vibration to somebody who's walking in that building right now? You know, so I, I did this work and I'm like, okay. And I took you, have you done a uh, remote viewing? Yes. Do you do remote viewing? Okay. So yes, it's so crazy. So I tied remote viewing into this manifest, right? So oh, can you tell people, just mention what it is because some people might not know. <laughs> okay, so this is uh, hundreds of years old. Uh, people in, 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 in governments and agencies, um, uh, especially to, for, for cases for, for finding bin Laden, for example, they used scientists that studied and trained in remote viewing to pinpoint exactly where where people were and stuff where you can use remote viewing uh there's methods and stuff to to view uh you know where you want to manifest if you can visually see you know your your home the layout you could see like uh where you're going to live or what the um 
garden outside looks like an area for example of where you're going to travel around the world but it's usually in in governments uh not our government not even the u.s government but like underground governments used in black op projects and stuff um and then also uh, mediums and psychics uh and stuff uh know how to do it i've been doing it and i came aware of knowing consciously that i was doing it just as I got older, I'm like, I'm doing it anyways. Why don't I name it? <laughs> it's remote viewing. Like people do it all the time. So it's just taking your consciousness into other, other conscious uh, views. So you could view places. Yeah. So, and I want you to finish the story. I just wanted to say that for me, it looks like when I'm doing a mediumship reading, sometimes I can go into their house. I can say, show me the house and I'll start describing what's on the yeah. walls. And in one case, I'll, to it, it was a long story i'm making it short i told you some the i said i see a raggedy ann doll when you walk in and the woman goes walks me in there sure as shit there is a raggedy ann doll sitting on the, and i'm yeah. like how did i and i told her what room it was in and what the room looked like and she showed me with her camera everything i said was there and that was when i realized exactly so it's basically looking through through walls not really but you're taking your consciousness yeah, there when I was a sales coach and I was uh, in the sales industry, you know, like uh, customer service, you know, service provider, consultant, um, I would do this work before going to meet the client. So I would remote view uh, and visually see a woman or a man opening the door beforehand, like while I'm walking to the door and I'd visually see, I would smile, have a quick conversation say you know can i come inside she brought me inside and then i'll meet the husband see the house and then come out of it and then and then be like okay let's go i'm ready for my next sale and then i'll go to my next customer's house and i i've taught this to some uh sales clients and stuff of mine but um so then i'll go into the house sure enough a beautiful woman would open the door greet me and say yeah come in the husband would come down the stairs so i was creating my reality how i wanted it to happen i if that if i had a feeling the husband was going to yell at me sure enough the husband didn't like me but if i had a feeling and i viewed that the husband is going to be have a feeling like why am i alone with the wife and then he came down and then he saw me but he's happy that happened all the time because a lot of men and women would invite me into their house and i would be alone with some of them half the time and some truckers or uh, you know people would come home late night but it's powerful with your energy so long story short, you can, I, I manifested by raising my vibration, raising my standard to believing, you know, I'm going to work there. Uh, I, and I would put myself in that building and I would be like, this is, this is the kind of building I want to work in. And I, I did this with getting other jobs too. And I can explain how to do the process of put it remote viewing into the into you know the office room after leaving the, an interview and then the manager and owner is sitting there and i manipulate i said no you're gonna take my so i kind of remotely operated something i don't want to come off like i do some weird work but, <laughs> but but i i said no you're gonna take my resume and you're gonna put it on top and then you're gonna take it read it and smile and talk to them and choose me and so I did that, and that's how I got certain jobs and stuff as well. Yeah. 
It's so interesting. I want to go into the hows um, and how and the why, like how, but I also wanted to just share as you were speaking, it really made me recollect that I didn't even know what manifesting was in my twenties, whatever. Well, in my life, I also had, I didn't even have the perfect state of mind, quote unquote, perfect for manifesting. Right. So um, this is so interesting to me that when I was like 11, I lived in Connecticut, grew up there. I had pictures of Hollywood all up on my wall. I had Universal Studios. So my dad took me for my 13th birthday to go to Universal Studios. We stayed in Studio City. We went to this Japanese restaurant there. We stayed in a certain area. I might have even been 11, whatever. I think it was 13. But so then cut to when I'm in college, my dad gets a job transfer to move to California. Therefore, later, I ended up in California. And the funny thing is, I ended up, it, it's a whole long timeline, but I ended up living in the very same neighborhood where my dad and I ate. I didn't even realize it till after I'd moved in. Right. I was yeah. like, oh, that's the restaurant that we haven't stopped talking about because it was so good, Teru Sushi right. in Studio City. Then I get married and uh, we're like, our lives feel boring now. So let's go out to a music club and see a show. And I saw my friend perform, he was a musician. And there are all these people in this music club hugging and going, hey, what's up? And my husband and I are sitting there with our hands in our laps like, and I said, how do all these people know one another? He's like, cause they're young and we're old now. And this, that's just, we don't have that. And I was like, but I want that. I miss that. I felt that so deeply in my soul. So then we get divorced and my first week I'm miserable, depressed in addiction. And someone asks me, can you cover the door for me at, I meet this guy at the Whole Foods. He said, can you cover the door for me at this music club? Because I can't work that night. And I'm just recently divorced. I go work the door. Then the door guy goes, you know what? I'm actually moving out of state. Would you want to take this job? That leads, I just got chills. That leads to me working the door, becoming the booker there, becoming like the booker for a bunch of music venues. And one day I walked into Hotel Cafe in, in LA. I'm getting such big chills. And I walked in and like, it was one of those nights where you know everybody there. And it was like a hundred people and one after the other was going, Shannon, 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 and hugging me. Yeah. And I started to actually cry because I, I remember saying I manifested this, yeah. but I didn't even know I was manifesting it. It was right. the timeline of somehow I was meant to be in LA. I was meant to live this life, that job and that life, the people I met at that time, it was the most, they were the most profound, important years of my life. And I yeah. developed the most amazing community of friends and we're all like family now. And that was I just know I manifested that just saying, right. I want that. I, that's for me. So right. how does it work and why does it work? Yes. So people want to know, like, how do I not just enjoy this life and then just come to realize that every step of the way I look back and be like, I manifest this, I manifest this. How, how can we quantify this experience? How can we do it in real time? Right. Quantum jump. Right. So how to do this um okay so you want to know how <laughs> like how okay. and why how does why does it work and how do you do it okay i um well 
There's many ways, right? So first, if you've raised your vibration, you've elevated a lot of aspects of your life, uh, you will manifest good. Sometimes you'll manifest tests to see if you're worthy or deservant of the next level. Because if you are on the right journey, but uh, you're trying so hard, you're putting control in the way and you get to a certain point in life, say you got to that um, uh, beach and you're like, oh, and, you, and I manifested it, but then something happened that wasn't, it was a test there. It wasn't ideal. Like we were speaking about this, about uh, relationships, right? Like someone, you know, that you're, it's not ideal. It's what you wanted, but then it wasn't ideal or something yeah. around those lines. But so to avoid that, I'm just being transparent right now. Work on your mind, body, spirit connection, you know, uh, research, work on your health, your gut bacteria can influence. I, I have a video on my YouTube channel talking about feelings. Um, so I have a video on feelings. So when you think you're feeling out of your heart, I would recommend you work on your heart first, because if your heart has been broken, tainted, you know, um, upside down or emotionally, you know, your heart is still not fully, fully there. And, and you're saying, oh, I just feel good about that person. No, honey, like, I, I have a good feeling that could be screwing with, with manifest, right? Because it's not true sometimes. It's not true. Your heart could be playing games with you just like your gut bacteria is running the system, right? Your gut bacteria, if it's not taken care of and you can't decipher, hey, is that just my pancreas, my gut bacteria saying I'm freaking hungry right now? And my, tell my brain I'm hungry because I, I know I, I can push past this. I'm not really hungry. So if you're not there yet, you're not on that level of awareness to know and to be strong enough to fight the different wills that come our way and the different compelling dwellings, you know, so this is what I work on. I work on how do you know that's not your ego or how do you know that's your ego or how do you know that's love? What if that's not true love, right? Like we work on that. So once you discover all that, okay, once you do the work and you get yourself to a higher place in life, you can start to now command and demand higher of yourself and putting yourself in front of source energy and, and, and asking for it by sending a signal. And when you send a signal, it's like cutting cords. When there's a cord of bonded connected from you to another person, you can use that analogy, but it's a sending a signal. So when you send a signal out to source, it's almost like you visualize it all, your creation, and then you send it out to source and then you wait for it to be received. And when it's received, then you will know because then there'll be a signal. There'll be a signal and you'll be like, that's the signal. Like only you might understand what I'm talking about, but people to understand when it's been received, there's a knowing that an angel or God touched your signal. Like that connection happened. So when that happened, then you can come out of it. And the key is when you come out of it with a knowing and a trust and a belief, but then you now you have to work on then letting go, letting go to control expectations and then detach. So then there's whole other steps and work you have to do. And then you just live your life. And then 
it's going to come. It's going to happen because you've created that reality. You just have to now walk into it. Don't just sit down. Like, and also another thing is when I say take action, sometimes you don't have to physically, you don't have to take action. You, there's a different type of action that I'm going to talk about here. The action I'm talking about is you have to be in alignment with what you asked for or what you want. So whether you're uh, at home on the computer and you're watching videos or podcasts to do with that, that's action. Or if you want to go get that job, then you go and you apply for similar like jobs. That's taking action, right? Not, not people take it different when, when, when leaders around the world say, you can't just sit on your ass. You got to take action. And then people be like, Oh, so I got to go out there in the, in the world and take action to that. And I'm saying, no, you don't have to, like, you didn't have to go and book a ticket and go travel, uh, search at travel agencies to get to that location. Like you could just, it just came right. Just like you can, and you can't. So there's certain ways to do manifestation techniques. Like, when I went to Hollywood and I manifested, I was right beside WB, the whole WB studio. Mm -hmm. And I got to see everything and, and experience that feeling with my children and stuff. And then work with actors and actors in Hollywood and, and, and have my son be coached with uh, actors and actresses, you know, from Hollywood and big movies and stuff like that. It was, it was the work I did before he was born. Right? So... So start doing it now. If you're about to have a baby or you know you have a baby or baby's still in your tummy or the baby's already born and you're just thinking of working for yourself and doing entrepreneurial work or uh, you know, uh, medium work, mediumship work, or you're just elevating yourself. I kid you not, make sure you don't dismiss your children because they are so advanced as spiritual beings now you're allowing them to slowly get tainted if you're not bringing them into your world now with this growth, this personal growth journey, this whole mindset talking like we're talking right now, weird, right? Like people will be like, oh, this is weird talk, but do this now, do it now. Don't wait till your kid's old enough. Don't say he's, he's just four years old. You know, we got to keep with his age and his mindset. That is bullshit. Another thing I want to talk about manifestation with children is, you know, a lot of paradigms, programs and paradigms, people believe if your child is a certain age, then you got to talk to them a certain way. You got to buy them certain foods. You got to make sure they're at a certain age before you can give them formula or milk or food or this. You got to go to the toy store and stick to the age recommended items. That's all bullshit. That's all lies. Um, that's all programs and the way the system has worked itself out, but you don't have to stick to that. So what I did was I'm like, okay, if my kid's one month old, let's get a one-year-old toy, <laughs> you know, or if my kid, if they say, well, he has to be at this certain age level and certain body type and certain stomach, you know, like when they digest food um, to have this, I went against it. I'm like, I use myself as a test, as a guinea pig, and I use my family as a test and a child as a guinea pig, but it's not a bad test. not like, let's go test this rope, this bungee rope. Let's be the first to test this bungee rope. Not that, but something you can have control over, right? Something you can monitor. 
right? Not risk taking life threatening things. You know, people get it wrong. You know, if you do this and then one of your neighbors finds out, they'll report you to child welfare. That's how crooked the world, parts of the world and mindsets are. And you got to raise your vibration past the, the knowing. And people want to know, how do you attract and manifest when life, you know, what you're just saying right now, Malcolm, my, I do have a neighbor like that. And I, my, my, my husband's just like, oh, or my wife is just like, oh, and I'm doing the work and I'm trying to get here. And well, you know, you can manifest your dynamic, the, the harmony of your family too. You can, that's also another manifestation technique. You know, everything is about manifestation. Um, you are a manifest, you know, you are a manifest, <laughs> you know, Ooh. we are. This right. brings me to a question. Uh, so assuming we all have our own, we all have free will, we're all individual souls and human bodies. I would love to kind of have you touch on or talk about the topic of because often people will manifest relationships, but not only relationships, better relationships, for example. Um, you know, well, my spouse is you know, great, but this person is cranky or moody or whatever and snaps at me all the time. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people talk about manifesting how to get your partner to fall, not fall, fall in line, which I don't mean the way it sounds. No, I don't, yeah. I don't mean no. that I'm forcing you no, to no. be better, but how does that work? Cause I've understood it as sort of like you are shifting your attention to a reality in which yeah your partner behaves optimally. And listen, manifest takes work and effort. It takes time for the universe to bring it. So don't you think the universe deserves your effort and time just as much equally? So when you're about to manifest something, yeah, you're creating your reality that you want, but not just by sitting around, moping around and dwelling on it, dwell on the positive, right? So yeah, so uh, I've done the same thing. We're talking about relationships, manifesting what you think you want, you might manifest exactly what, what you wanted as a test, Yeah. right? And it'll be a test to see if you are going to be like oh, ungrateful or work hard enough to make that the one, right? Or, you know, there's so many ways you just have to be specific, but let me answer this specific yeah. question you first asked so yeah how it involves other people how you can manifest yeah. when it comes to other people so if you have a partner and and they're not on the same uh spectrum as you and 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 you the wavelength is off and you guys are bumping heads and you just want a more harmonious relationship then what you can do is uh positively manipulate and positively persuade um the dynamic in the home so for example you know, hypnosis meditations are great. Just find good world-renowned ones, like really millions over 10 million or uh, with the views and the subscribers as well. So you know that their software, they're, they're, it's just a legit, you know, and, and manipulate, utilize that for frequencies and um, subliminal messaging, uh, affirmations or guided meditation hypnosis and play it in your home. Play the frequency, play the energy, put it in the room while you're sleeping and, and adapt to the, the volume 
and let it enter the subconscious mind of your husband or your wife and just let it just penetrate and influence and just let the just happen and then wake up and have have a good feeling for yourself don't get deterred by the energy then start to research love languages and start to be a guide be a leader for who you want to change change yourself and the the reflection will come back it will reciprocate so if you're lacking in an area if you know like if your husband or your wife is not showing up in a certain area that's what i meant by lack then you step it up and you learn how to receive better right so you give uh you say hey honey, you know, I, I just appreciate you worked so hard and you still, you know, took off your socks and you put it away. Mm, let's go. I love you. And then he'll do more, you know, maybe the next day he'll be like, man, my wife does so much. Let me just put the laundry in the, in the laundry. Right. And then you would, you'll look around and be like, oh my gosh, like it's working. Like people need guidance. People need that that effort you know you can't just sit there and dwell and mope around that oh I, my husband's not good enough or my wife's not good enough you are not good enough because you're quitting you're giving up sometimes a relationship can be mended everyone wants to say oh it's a bro if it's broken you're in an abusive relationship you have to leave that's toxic you have to leave yeah but if it's meant to come back it can come back reunited even better and stronger why don't you go to couples therapy why don't you make an effort why don't you grow together or separate while you guys have an agreement an ultimatum that he's going to grow you're going to grow and we'll meet one day or if not then it's all good leave it up to source but when you do that when you trust in source it will happen it'll come to you you know things will happen but you just have to do the work and believe. And, and I don't want people to think about like belief in such a way that it has to be holy. Belief is not about holy and about spirituality and God fearing. And I'm not, belief is just trust. Like have faith in yourself, believe in yourself. You know, when you, when you can believe in what you want, even if it's what you don't want, change it to what you want. Don't say what you don't want because you're also attracting what you don't want. More of that partner being like that. You're attracting it, right? So I always constantly, I do a whole subconscious reprogramming, restructuring of the mind, rewiring new neurons to the brain. So it, I do that work first for the first two, three days. So then, then what I teach can actually help you. So I set you up for success. Um, I don't want people to be like, oh, believe, 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 and, and affirm, 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 and it's going to come, it's going to come. I, I, I understand what it takes and what you have to do, and then the feng shui, and then fixing certain things, and the way you talk, the way you communicate. You got to take action too. Like I was helping a, a woman that you know, wanted to manifest, you know, as well. And, and I'm not going to go into detail, but what I did was I avoided it. And I said, Oh, trust me, it's going to come. Everything you want is right there. The doors are there waiting to be open. You're holding the master key. You just don't know how to use it. But she's like, but Malcolm, like, just teach me how to, I'm like, I am, I'm just relax. Just wait, wax wait. on wax off. Yeah. Let's take it backwards. And, um, you know, 
it had to do with a family dynamic. Once we released and taught her what to be uncomfortable with. So you got to remember, you got to be very uncomfortable to the point you get comfortable with that uncomfortability. And then when you fix that dynamic, then the phone call is going to come. The money just came. It's just going to show up. It's just going to come. Right. And so many there, I, I wonder how much I th- I believe that there's a huge spiritual component. Um, but I also wonder how much let me reword this. A Try lot of people just ask me. Yeah, because I, I want to give you an asking question. Yeah. Um, well, it's sort of a theory I want to hear about. I want to like sure. explain the theory and hear your thoughts on it. Um, you know, like there are people that uh, are, you know, aren't into spirituality. And what I've told people is even if you're not spiritual and you don't believe that, if I raise my vibration to meet the universe's high vibration um, and therefore, the universe wants to give me this, but I have to meet it where it is, which is on a higher vibration. Um, but I also have said that, um, you know, it doesn't even have to be spiritual because even just in, you end up bettering yourself when you take responsibility for yourself and your own feelings. As you said, if mm-hmm. your, um, you know, partner is being difficult and you, uh, if, if your partner is being difficult and you'd like to manifest them being kinder well if you get rid of those... so don't oh, yeah. mind. no worries if you um if you are sort of adjusting your own thoughts and and changing your own stories about uh you know oh i'm not worthy of somebody who is loving and kind um mm-hmm. then because you have that story you're going to exude a lower self-confidence and a lower self-esteem well once you tell yourself when you focus on it, when you turn it back and focus on yourself and you start to do that, to put self-care first and self-healing first, well, that's automatically energetically going to change the vibration of other people around you just by virtue of suddenly you're responsible for yourself. You love yourself. You care about yourself. That makes other people feel less resentful towards you. So, I, I mean, that's just one example, but I think sometimes it's also just being aware of opportunities as they reveal themselves because you're focusing on a goal. So you're focusing on, I want a million dollars. Well, um, even if you're not spiritual, you can look at it as I want a million dollars. And so I'm more, because I'm focusing on that every day, I'm open to opportunities that could lead to receiving that that million dollars. I think it's sort of opening yourself up, whether you're a spiritual person or not, can only really be beneficial. Okay. So, so just thoughts. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of yeah, just having yeah. you riff on this. No, you're giving me uh, topics to uh, talk about. Yeah. Okay. So one thing I want to say uh, is the second thing I wrote down first. So what I want everyone to know is you are the awareness. Okay. And we are conscious of our conscious thoughts and feelings. So if we are the awareness, right? Now we're separate, right? We're separate from our conscious thoughts, right? We're more powerful, okay? Now we have to understand that we're awareness. We're aware that we're starting to have a thought. We're starting to have a feeling. So that means we are the awareness. We're not the feelings and the emotions and the thoughts and the feelings around us. 
So now what I want you guys to do is understand, okay, that if you are the awareness, right before the feeling starts to come up and becomes a conscious thought, to you right away, you shut it up. Right away with your awareness, you go there. It's like we have this angel and we have this devil, right? We have this angel, we have this devil side of us. And I'm not saying devil in a bad way. I'm just saying, say we have this person that's fighting so hard, but it just kind of gets into the bad stuff and, and believes in the uncomfortability or, or and gets comfortable because it wants to be comfortable and then feels the feelings and emotions. I'm saying that's not you. So take your awareness now and go to that feeling and 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 before it comes all the way up and penetrates outwards stop it in its tracks over and over stop it right away become really good and cognizant of i'm the awareness i'm mindful i'm present i'm mindful i'm present i'm starting to feel like something because someone's outside and i don't know if they should be there okay that's my my thoughts, but I'm the awareness. Okay, don't get into negative thoughts. Turn it around. Turn your thoughts, reprogram your subconscious mind yourself. Reprogram, rewire it and say the opposite of what was about to come up. But you have to take control, control of the fact that you're the awareness. You are not the conscious thoughts here. That's coming from the subconscious, right? It's coming from the programs, the feelings, the emotions. You're the awareness. You're spiritual. So don't taint your spirit anymore. And then secondly, we got to embrace being and understanding that we're in a parallel with negativity, right? So we once we come to terms with our awareness... And then we understand there's negativity around us, anxiety, depression, PTSD, stress, overwhelming thoughts and feelings, kids running around. But we are the awareness. We can embrace being in parallel. We can be in sync with negative energy. So we can use and leverage negative energy. A lot of people are now tapping into it. If I were to make the statement 10 years ago, it would be true to say 99% of the universe is negative energy and we don't know, we haven't tapped into it, we don't know what it is, but we do know now. And I'll tell you, negative energy is just as powerful, if not actually 10 to 20 times more powerful than positivity. So if that's the case, why aren't we leveraging it and using it? If we let the negative thought come and take over us, we got to do 20 times the effort to rewire that one negative. One negative is 10 to 20 times more powerful than positivity. So we got to reprogram all of our paradigms and subconscious mind that much more habitually every day. And, and we can use negative energy for positivity. For example, if you're going through a frustrating time right now, you're going through a breakup like uh, in the past, I was going through a breakup and I was in sales and I had quotas and targets and I was given, hey, Malcolm, 100 calls, get that done, end of your shift. And everybody had to get through the 100 calls. And I'm like going through it, whizzing through it like everybody else. And I'm like, hold on, I'm doing this because I'm stressed. This is not me. I'm the type of person that takes my time and gets in sync and intuitive with my clients and, and, and so I'm like, why am I being stressed right now? I understand how I feel. 
Okay, so you have to acknowledge, understand, appreciate, and then respect your ego mind. Once you do that, then you say, okay, because your ego is being neglected each and every day. Your emotional side, your ego is being neglected. You're all, we're always dismissing it, saying, suppress it, let it go, get over it. Let's just go. And then it, it builds up, builds up, builds up. It doesn't get taken care of and heard and felt. So when we want to hear and feel our ego mind, then we ask ourselves, how do you feel right now? Right. Then, then it responds back. Well, I'm angry. I'm pissed off. I'm stressed a little bit. And then your spiritual side says, okay, I understand. In, in, in sequence with the ego mind and spirit understands and your ego understands. And I acknowledge and I respect, but does it serve me? No. And I let it go. When you do that kind of work for yourself, it helps. So then what you can do is then leverage that negative energy, right? What do you call it? Uh, transmutation, you know, sexual, what is that word? Uh, not transmutation, transmutation yeah, yeah. or transmuting. Transmutation. Okay. Energy, right? So, so there's another topic on sex, but I'm just going to talk about transforming the negative energy. So what I did was I wasn't getting no sales and I took my separation energy. I took that energy and I turned it, I transformed it into service, into love and raising my standards and that power and that energy. And I put it into my sales and I got the top sales without, at the end of my shift, going through the hundred calls, I only went through 25. Yeah. You know, and I had the top sales in the whole floor. That's amazing. And actually I want to, this is a, a testimonial for you as well. You and I spoke the other day, had a long chat it was supposed to be, I had on my calendar brief chat and it ended up being like an hour and a half, but which was great um, for me. Um, and I, after we spoke, you kind of inspired me. Well, not kind of, you did inspire me and I found myself thinking a little bit differently. So today um, one of my clients was like, can you call me? I'm a voice actor calls me. He's like, can you call me? Cause I had turned in a file. He's right. like, I, so he goes, I haven't worked with you in a few years and you know, your voice, you just don't have the same sound or energy. And I said, yeah, I had a vocal disorder and like, I can't do that. But I, I actually thought my read was better. He's like, it's just not really what I expected. And do you think you can still do it? So I start spiraling. I'm like, yep. See, no one wants, cause it's been like the biggest voiceover dearth. I used to work, make six figures doing it. And now it's like, there's just nothing happening. So I start to spiral. I'm like, it's because my voice, I should just give up. It's it's like, my voice isn't what it used to be. It'll never be the same. I can't do it. And now my clients aren't happy. And he's even asking me if I can pull this off. Well, I suddenly went, all right, freeze frame. No. First of all, you're just not going to go there. I was about to text my friend and, and go, this happened and it's all over. And I said, no, you're not going to put that energy out there. Um, and I said, I'm, I'm taking that back. And I'm saying, nope this, you were tired last week. You, you know, you had a migraine, you weren't feeling great. You can do this. You can do this. So anyway, I turned it in. Um, and he gave me, he had given me some feedback, but then it turned it in and he loved it. He's like, there she is. Right. So I'm like first. And I, so I was like, okay, it was literally, I was just having a migraine that day and I didn't sound good. It had nothing to do with my voice. Nobody likes my voice anymore. I shouldn't work in this business anymore. And so then later on, I realized I have been asking spirit. 
every when I manif- when I manifest, when I pray, show me what to do to get my voiceover back. Uh, why am I not getting as many uh, shortlists? Why am I not getting callbacks? Why am I not? I used to be like top of the heap, always booking, and now it's not happening. Why? And I realized, oh, today I took his comment as this means I can't do voiceover. I'm like, no, it was spirit showing me through him. Actually, this is what was lacking. It's not your voice. You just have lost that spark that you used to have when you were, when I was confident and not scared because I had a voice. And so I realized as soon as I gave him my energy and my energetic read, he's like, I love it. She's back. And I realized that was actually a gift. It wasn't him telling me I'm not good anymore and I should just give up. It was him telling me what I need to do to start booking more is to bring that spark back of before you had your vocal disorder and just, and be, and be happy and, and confident about how you're performing because it's back. You don't have to live in that old story of my voice doesn't work. So I took that from you and realized, um, I just totally reframed it. I'm like, I'm not giving it more energy now. I'm starting to spiral and I will not go down the story. And I changed the story and realized his comment came to me as a gift. And it was because now going forward, now I know what to do and I'm going to book a lot, you know, that kind of yes. thing. Yeah. So, that's good for you. Thank you. And it just kind of, so it is a lot about catching, observing your thoughts, right? catching, catching yourself and reframing. I don't, I think that's simplified. Simplify, so I, I can give some yeah. help here. So, so um, you, we're all observers. We're, we're students of life. We're noticing all the time, but what we do in the physical realm is we take all of it, the restraint, the, the force, the energy, and we're containing it, containing it. We're not releasing it. We're not being mindful. We're not being thoughtful of it. Um, so, Another practice you can do to add on top of uh, the whole understanding, you're the awareness, you're not the thoughts, and then the understanding, the acknowledgement, like those, I gave three different exercises. I hope people picked up on it. But um, another one is um, on a daily affirmations, but not the affirmations you think, not like, oh, I am this, I am that, and I'm so great because I go outside and I exude this type of energy. That's that's after what I'm saying to do is the affirmations you need is by writing down or extracting all of the toxic and negative thought patterns you have be honest with yourself and direct with yourself and bring out the fraudulence and say yeah I do like you know get mad when somebody drives fast or tries to cut me off and I I do look at them and despise them there you go that's an affirmation hold on we're going to convert it. Right. And then you say, what else do I do? What I'm going to admit and accept and surrender right now. Sometimes I'm a bitch. I'm an asshole. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, that's that we're going to fix that. Okay. And then another one is, you know, I get unappreciative when, you know, I don't eat food, I get hangry, or if food is not cooked a certain way, like, I'm talking about all the little things, characteristics, and the traits, and the tendencies that you have. So for everybody listening, take that, let's extract that, and write it all down. Because I do it live, I do it for people, and and then we do it together, and then we, I, I help fix all that. But for, for people that just want to do this, take all of that, write it down for yourself, 
and then rewrite on another piece of paper an opposite reaffirming affirmation to do with that and, and walk around on a daily just affirming your own affirmations from here, when you get up, go get water. When you go to the washroom, while you're sitting down, actually pooping, like do do your your specific affirmation while you're showering, while you're cleansing, while you're driving, and there are crazy people in traffic. You're just constantly aware and being present and mindful, and you're doing your aha affirmations. So you do that, right? And also speaking about water you know, water, we wouldn't be alive without water, you know, and, you know, water grows everything. So why aren't we blessing our water when we plant our trees? Why aren't we blessing our water when we drink it? Why aren't we thanking our water before we drink it, right? Why aren't we saying what we want in that energy, in those molecules before it enters our body? While we shower, while we're cleansing, why aren't we meditating while we're showering, right? These are all little tidbits and golden nuggets for people to do on a daily basis, right? Like do the work and, and you'll see that you can do more and you'll attract more. It's just by taking care of yourself, not just uh, always self-love, 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 because a lot of women who do a lot of self-love, self-love, they're very emotional and they, they self-sabotage themselves when something goes wrong or in their relationship. When something doesn't go wrong, they get fed up, they give up. It's because they're suppressing everything with self-love, self-love. I'm good enough. I'm good enough. And I know it hurts. And some, trust me, I have a lot of women that work, like come and work with me and want my services. So they understand that I'm all love. I'm not condemning, crucifying, judging any woman out there. But what I'm saying is just try to understand that if you don't do all the work over and over and over, um, self-love is not going to be enough because what you're doing is you're suppressing and you're putting a mask in front of everything and you're putting on a facade. And that is true fraudulence. That's actual fraudulence. So when you look at yourself in the mirror and you want to look past that and you say, then you'll start weeping and crying and, and frowning upon you like, man, I was trying, I'm trying to be so strong, but I'm still mad at this and this is still affecting me. So nothing really worked. The work, the exercise you think you're doing with self-love, self-love is not really working. Otherwise, these tendencies and traits would be gone. So the way to help yourself is just by adding another perspective is face the fraudulence at front, at, at face value first, and then deal with the fraudulence work first, the self-identity, the self-character, the body image work. Do all of that work first, and then, then you can start loving what you truly want to be. And then it identifies itself as a new character trait, a new personality, a new personal reality, and you can quantify your experience much better, okay? That's great stuff. And um, I also would love to know from a spiritual perspective, why is it that all of this works? That's my question. Because we are innate, we're divine, we're spiritual beings that have been tainted because of our downfalls and because of us, we are at fault. And if we point figures outside of ourselves and we allow outside circumstances to dictate how we feel inside and we play the victim, then we're just 
characterizing ourselves even more at a, at a deep molecular level and everything is vibrating and conscious everything is spirit right so if we are manipulating and affecting our spirit in a negative way then everything is spirit right our body is spirit right our temple is spirit we are spirit right it's not just like we are all the inside, outside, our aura, energies, sources all around us. Everything is source. But like if we know we're not eating well, well, we're tainting our spirit in one way or another. If we know our mindset is off one way, then we're tainting our spirit one way or another. Right. So that's why it works is because we're we're, we're dealing with everything on a mind, body, spirit connection. Right. And then it becomes more powerful and more enhanced and it helps better. Um, and that's why it works. And, and, you know, people who say, well, I've been doing this for years, I've been a psychic or not even a psychic, forget about the beautiful psychics out there. Let's talk about coaches and mentors and gurus and manifestors and just moms and dads and people and in general, when People in general say, I've been at this for years and I've studied and I've researched and I've read this book, I've watched this documentary, this, and then they finally come out with the truth and say, but something's off, something's not working and I don't know what it is and I finally need help and I'm just, I'm there. Well, this is what it is. It's because of all of the other things that you've been neglecting. What kind of person would you be if you died and your spirit flashed your whole life before your eyes and then you got the answers and then you said I could have, would have, should have, but it's too late. What if you're a vegetable? I was blessed enough to have that death experience and die to come back, make a decision into my body, recover and heal and rewrite the karmas and cycles and the patterns. So you got to, before dying, is rewrite your karmas, your cycles, your patterns, whatever it may be, everything. And that's true spiritual alignment. That's very well said. Uh, I think I also would love to just kind of talk a little bit about something that you and I spoke about, which is that sometimes it's that whole adage of be careful what you wish for. So you can, as you said earlier, we can manifest things and but not do it quote unquote right. And the example I gave you was I had a crush from afar on a musician for years and I listened to his album, didn't know him, saw him online. And I always said, if only he knew me, we would be together. I know we'd be together. I just know it. And he had a girlfriend at the time. The whole I was married. There was no reason to believe I could have this person. Anyway, as soon as I get divorced, I run into him at a music club and he's like, oh, I just broke up with my girlfriend and I have to know you. Well, what I didn't know is that's a big red flag for someone to immediately say, you know, I need to be with you when they've literally just laid eyes on you. But in my mind, I went, oh, it's happening. This is, I manifested him. He was meant to be with me. And ultimately what happened is we were together. He did quote unquote, fall in love with me. But then I found out that he also fell in love with 30 other women that he was seeing at the same time. And I didn't manifest the part about loyalty. 
monogamy. Yeah. Um, and so I'd love to hear you talk more about that. Because in the end, I want to say, too, it was one of the best learning experiences. And Absolutely. I got a best friend out of it, one of his other girlfriends, who's still yes. one of my besties. But um, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. I'm proud of you that you didn't um, mope and dwell about it and you see good come out of it. So that's good. A lot of people don't do that though. Um, okay, so source chuckles, source loves you so much. So when I say source loves you so much is you'll get whatever you ask for, negative mm -hmm. or positive. And then when I say source will chuckle because your spirit knows you better and that is source as well. You're one with source. So, so source can chuckle, give you a test and be like, let's find out, right? And so it's a catch 22, right? So there's always a, a test. There's always a positive and a negative and duality. We got to understand. So when you're attracting that uh, test and uh, something comes up, your source is testing you. What are you going to do to en endeavor through this, to, to grieve through past this and to grow past this? Are you going to, are you going to change and get better? Are you going to find a way to change the relationship dynamic to get him help and, and put him on a spiritual path and, and get to where you want it to be? Or are you going to use this as a test and be like, okay, it's all good. I got a best friend out of it. Now let me get the next one. And, and then it'll be another test. You're never going to have it perfect. It's always going to be another test. So you could have had that one and tested through the trials and errors, or you're just going to get another relationship and get another test. It's not going to be exactly how you want it. It's always growth in life and relationships with children and everything is always endeavoring. It's always growing. It's always changing. It's always shifting. You're not going to have one thing and be like, I have the perfect life. No, no one has that unless you are putting in the time and effort and the work and the patience and the love and you're doing it all. Then you could have made it work. And then you could turn around and be like, I'm, I did manifest my dream guy. Yes, there was some hiccups and curveballs, but that's what comes with life. That's what life is all about. He leaves his socks on the floor, but he's at wonderful other, you know, we forget yeah. when we're manifesting these things, they're still going to be human, whether it's a person or a situation. Yeah. You know, you could get that dream guy and suddenly that dream guy is your husband and you've got three kids and, you know, you love him, but he's not, he's just a person, you know, notice then he becomes the a person. Notice the tendencies. You can notice the traits when you enter a relationship, if you see it from afar, if you're intuitive in advance and you notice what, what the ifs, ands, and buts could have been, then what you can do is hone in on it in advance and quantify the experience. You don't have to go through the experience further. You take the experience say, okay, God, I know what this is. I just got this and this is what I'm noticing. Am I going to stick it out or am I going to leave? I want to stick it out because I, I asked of you and you provided. And I think I can make this work. So what I'm going to do is book a counseling or talk to him and be like, listen, I love you. I think this is we're meant to be. Are you on the same wavelength? If I asked you to take coaching with me, would you take coaching with me? Um, if he says, no, we're good, then then clearly he's not on the same path and journey. Then then God will bless you with, with someone better, right? But if you take that test and be like, fuck, I never like this guy was an idiot and now I have to go. Don't dwell after the experience. 
thank the experience, appreciate the experience. Thank you, God, for that failure. Thank you. I broke my collarbone. I broke my collarbone. I want to show people because I never, I always talk about him. People are like, oh, what? He said he broke here and I don't know what broke. Well, you're going to see some hair, but <laughs> you see the- I did the bump right there. There's a big, for those of you who cannot, who are not watching or, or are visually impaired, there is a large lump that is bigger than a collarbone. So see how it's broken? It's broken in the middle. It looks like a cleft. That's yeah. what I would call it. And I'll see here. It looks, Nothing. it doesn't look crazy, but it's just like, you can tell there's a little bit of something different. Yeah. That's smooth on this side. Yeah. And on so, that side, there's a little cleft in the middle of your collarbone. Okay. So I had uh, bookings and Hollywood circle manifestation techniques. I was doing uh, visualization, guided visualizations for a uh, award ceremony for a platform that has over 80,000 followers on a Hollywood circle. And this happened to me. And I showed up because it's all to do with manifesting. If I lay down in bed while I have COVID or while I have a broken bone and, and you are defeated, defeating yourself, you're like, oh, oh this is going to be 14 days. And oh my God. And I did the test and yeah, it happened. I have it. And you, you're affirming it and you're like, oh, you know, don't do that. So I didn't do that. I, I got up and I just said, fuck, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Get your ass out of bed and show love. Thank you, God. I broke my collarbone. There's a reason. Now I'm going to heal it. I'm going to take care of this. I love you. I'm not giving up, God. I'm not giving up. Because God challenges us to see, are you going to give up? Are you going to lose faith? Are you going to swear? Are you going to be like, oh my God, my daughter did this to me. Everything is a test, right? So I am aware and I just said thank you you know I'm going to heal this I'm not going to go for surgery I'm going to get up I'm not going to cancel any of my bookings I'm going to still show up for all my clients I'm still going to show up for the Hollywood circle and I did and no matter how much pain I was in I endured the grievance I went through the pain and I did it anyways and not only that it healed better and, and properly, and I didn't ever have to go back and they didn't have to do any surgery or anything, but I showed up for people that, that, that shows source that I'm willing and I'm deserving. You know, you got to show, are you willing, are you deserving to get better? Or are you going to lay in bed and just let the doctor tell you what you're not, you know, let the diagnosis be the diagnosis. So this is, a lot of other things that I've been, I have two bolts in my, I fractured my tibia. I collapsed my lung. I mentioned it, but uh, I think in the last video, but it's not about me. It's about you guys. It's about people. I'm here to say, don't wait till you have to die to realize, or don't wait for more experiences and, and grievances and endeavors and failures and mistakes you know, if you can see the duality and the, if you can see the consequence and the learning in the midst of adversity, if you have that awareness, what are you willing to do with your awareness, right? A lot of people give in and say, this is, this is real. Like I just broke my collarbone. If it was any other person and they were talking to me, they'd be like, what are you talking about? I, I broke it. Like it hurts. And come on, man. The doctor said 12 weeks, like you're missing the point. 
You got to let go of the belief and trust in the unknown. That's what, that's what it is. That's the hardest part of it, I think. And that I find that when I able, when I'm able to do it, and sometimes actually I'm not, and I was going to share as sort of a, to demonstrate that there was a time where I couldn't pay my rent. I had zero money. I was in debt, maxed out credit cards, couldn't, just couldn't pay the rent. So I went and I was in a panic and I went to a 12 step meeting and someone there said, listen, just put your worries, write them all down and put them in a box and then just give it up to God. And I went, yeah, right. Like that's going to work. You know, in my mind, even being resistant, I said to myself, that's never going to work, but I am so desperate. I went down, wrote everything down. I, I don't know how this is going to happen. Um, but I, I like it. I don't know what to do. So I just put it up and I'm like, I need money to, I need money. Well, that week, long story short, I ended up getting a call from someone who got me a job at a casting agency. And while I was there, I got seen for a commercial and booked a national commercial the same week I was there and ended up getting $20,000 out of the sky. And I didn't even really do anything. It all just happened. And then last year or so, I wrote down, um, I received this amount of money and it was a large amount of money from an unexpected source. I live on the East Coast. I have my voice back. No idea how any of these things were going to happen. I was in a relationship out there. Anyway, I moved here and I recently opened up the box where I wrote all the scraps. I make, I have this much money. I live here and I opened each one and they had all happened, including the amount of money that was like this crazy amount of money that I wouldn't have ever imagined I could. I said it, it gets it from an unexpected source. Well, you know, a family member passed away and I, did, I that wasn't how I wanted to get it, but I didn't expect it and it came. So then I looked in my backyard. I'm like, I wrote down, I have woods and a creek in my backyard. There they are. I live on the East Coast. I have my voice back. I'm doing voiceover again. I have a podcast, like all these things I wrote down. Yes. I mean, some of them I succeeded in because I just did it. But on the other hand, how did I manifest the exact, also, let me just say the exact amount of money to the, I wrote down the, and I wrote myself a fake check, put it up on the wall, wrote it over and over. I received a check for that amount, it, like to the number, you know, the number. And that's how does, I mean, say anything you want about that. So if you let go, did you let do the let go part? I must've, because I was surprised to even find yeah, the, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about money then. So for example, you set an expectation, you raised your standards, you did the work and then you let go and you surrendered, right? So it's not about the money. When it comes to uh, harmony and balance, if you can feel, so true wealth and true happiness uh, doesn't come from an outside source. You're always going to want the next thing, right? So when you want money, when you are trying to attract money, you don't chase money. Yeah. Okay. You don't chase money because you're chasing it further and further away from you. You attract the money by surrendering, letting go and having the faith and trust that you deserve it already. It's going to happen. That's your birthright. Like that's what you want. That's what's going to come. Your thoughts are on it. You're dwelling on it, but you let it go and you surrender and you detach, but you have to live in harmony 
continue doing your work, your inside work, your inner work, service to others. And then you have to have that balance, that peace, you know, you, you can, and then when you do that, that's true happiness. When you can obtain fulfillment before the riches, then you're truly rich and truly wealthy because if money doesn't buy, get, make you happy, money can buy you things to get you temporary happiness, but it doesn't make you happy. If you're already unhappy and you have a car, a brand new car, you're going to take that unhappiness into that car. You're going to take those tendencies and those habitual traits into that car. The car is just glam now. Yeah, it shows shine, shimmer and shine, but deep down inside, you're not changed, right? So the reason how it works is because you're elevating yourself, right? You got to raise your standards. You got to believe, you got to feel good and you got to do the work. Then God, source, universe will give you what you deserve to the T or if not better or a little under, it doesn't matter, but you got to remember, always be grateful, always be appreciative of where you are. And that's all of these little things we're talking about is what we have to do in sequence. This is synchronicity, right? When we're doing it all, all the things in our life, we're in alignment, then we start to see the angel numbers and synchronicities start to happen. And then the alignments and then the check I was writing down and I get the exact number. How many times does that happen to me? All the time. How many times does it happen? I can give so many examples, but people who aren't doing the work, it'll come across as boasting. And I don't boast. I don't like to say like what I've done and all this kind of stuff. I mean, if people are interested, they can ask or they can go and check and see whatever, right? But I don't want to have to say it, but um, it works. It just works because we're children of source. We have to bring that, that compassion, that unconditional love and, and remind ourselves every day to be in harmony. Another thing is, also taking some of the old if you got if anybody has like things tendencies to hold on to clothes and and belongings for years and come to realize like come on we're gonna die and that's not gonna go anywhere like who's really gonna want to want a spiritual sofa like you know like your sofa nobody right like like any extra stuff get the willpower to package it up not in gift wrap or anything just like get it ready you know there's women in need there's home shelters homeless shelters there's food banks and 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 set it up like there might be a garbage bag of teddy bears garbage bag of jackets gar uh, dresses pants socks cds dvds vhs and don't just always ask for oh this is worth five bucks so i'm gonna get five bucks don't always sell it Give it out of your heart with the knowing someone else deserves it. And that's going to reciprocate more energy back to you. So it's almost like um, you're being selfless, but selfish at the same time, because it's not a bad thing. As long as you do it from the heart, not out of greed, but you do it with the love intention to start with, you know? And then live without the expectation of, well, I did that. I'm waiting. When is it? No, just do it out of love. And that's what you can do. That's what I do. 
and I've cleared my space. I've made space. I've got rid of garbage bags of clothes that I thought that I love so much and so expensive just because I'm not at that body weight anymore. I might fit into it. Let that go. That might be a trait. So start to look at all of your traits in life and challenge yourself. Even go into your pantry and be like, oh, I love those canolas. Uh, but look at the ingredients and then go and compare a better one and, and let it go. Practice letting it go and surrendering. And if you can practice that, I'll tell you right now that this is going to make way for more abundance and true happiness and true wealth and prosperity in your life. If you can live prosperous now before your coming attractions, then it's all the better when it comes. It's never going to be an expectation or not enough. It's going to be a blessing and you're going to be humble when you receive. I can attest to that. Just even when you said it, I went, oh, that must have been the magic formula was this last year, I was in such a great place and I was focused on yoga, meditation. I was barely working and, and earning, but I was able to just get very centered and really spend every day in kind of some a spiritual practice because of COVID. Um, I wasn't obsessing, but that's just what there was to do. And uh, I was, and I was letting go and it all, and I kept asking, please let this be possible. Please show me the way. And it all opened up like the sea, like the parting of the seas. And it's also that uh, ease in flow. It's not um, yes. swimming upstream. It's the no. flow. It's going with it. Yes. And even just when something happens that isn't what you wanted or desired, going, this is just part of the, all right, this is just a diversion. Um, I'm not going to dwell on it and cry. I mean, you're allowed to cry, but. I mean, I was, attitude, attitude consistent. Yeah. yeah. It's like going to, Sorry, if you didn't finish, I apologize. Oh, no, that's okay. I was just going to say that um, when it's not working out, now I can see it as, oh, but it's because there's something else in store. I, I, I get it. I'm being redirected and spirit has my back. So I just know this wasn't meant for me and yeah. moving. So go on because you're... With I'd that, you it's say. exactly what you're saying. And so true uh, to um, surrendering and ease and flowing and letting things come and not looking at what didn't happen the way you expected it. And, and challenging yourself to be like ease and peace and, and it's okay. If you look at what didn't happen for too long, then that's the test. So for an example, say you're going to the shopping center and it's full and you want that parking spot right at shotgun, like so you could just walk in and you know everything's easy peasy but then you're driving down there and someone takes it or it's full or it's completely jam-packed. And if you start dwelling like, okay, I'm looking around, I got to go there. And you start looking for open spaces there. That's what you're manifesting. That's what's going to happen. It's going to close off. The door is going to close. You're not going to get it. So pause for a minute, slow down and still maintain that belief. You know what? Same thing happened to me. And someone was in the car with the car not started. They, I stopped. I did that for a moment and I waited. I'm like, no, this, and I, I was four cars before I was going to leave the parking lot. I was four cars. It was handicapped. Uh, and then one, two, three, and I was driving and the person beside handicap started the car, pulled out with ease. And I relaxed. I had my signal on so no one else would take it and I go in there with ease so you also have to do things with ease 
And that's also a testament. It's like, it came, it'll show up, but what you're coming in the way. We, we are in the way. We need to, you don't mind if I swear? You already have, and I don't mind. <laughs> no, because now. this one's going to be direct. We need to get the fuck out of the way. We need to get the fuck out of the way. We're too much in the way. We're in the way of our coming attractions. We're in the way of the doors being open. We're in the way of someone hiring us. You know, I work with this one lady. She's trying to desperately get a job and she was doing her interview and she was not getting the job. She was not getting the job. And they were pointing out and I'm like, can you walk me through your interview? Can you, you know, she's like, I'm like, let's role play exactly what happened. And I caught it. I'm like, who's going to hire you talking about your, you being a mother and the failures and how good you think you are. I, I said, you got to positively persuade yourself. Would you hire someone coming and you're seeing them from afar talking like this for, from a company's point of view? She's like, that's so true. Yeah, no, I wouldn't hire me. And I'm like, it's just your body language. It's just your tonality and your dialogue. I'm like, thank you so much for telling me and being transparent with how you went for those interviews. But you see what you're doing wrong? She got a job a week later. That's incredible. Yeah, just, but it's not always just like the, the magic or the manifestation. The manifestation and the magic comes when you do the shifting, when you do your own manifesting, transforming energies, and you, you just come to realize what you could have, should have, and would have done differently or better, right? You realize the consequences in advance. Um, yeah, so we're in the way. And once we realize that we can be at ease in the midst of pain and suffering, there's another technique. I mean, I can sit here all day and give techniques over and over, but um, sometimes you can have an outer body experience while being alive. And you can be sitting down in your bonus room or in your family room and in the midst of pain and suffering, whether it's an argument, whether it's tension, stress, you can actually bring yourself to that ease and get your body your, to be there, but your soul to come out and to remotely view and just to see how you're feeling and what's happening and just to visually walk over to the window and just observe and just be like, come back in, look at how you're being, you're about to be upset, you're being hurt, you're angry, are you gonna blow up? But then come back and come back into that child, come back into that inner child with love, bring a new vibe and a new energy into yourself and tolerate it differently. Maybe you say, hey, you know, I don't want to talk about this right now. You swallow. Thich not Han recently passed. And he says, you take that mud, that anger. You know, and Dr. Wayne Dyer says, when you squeeze an orange juice, you can't change what comes out. What comes out is what's already inside. So when you're squeezed, when your buttons are pushed, what's going to come out is already inside of you. You can't blame the person who's making you upset, who's squeezing you, 
it's what comes out. So you can change what comes out and take that mud and that's how you pot it, you soil it, you seed it, and how you grow flowers out of it. Walk away, change the energy, transform the anger into love. And that's not suppressing, that's transforming, right? Transforming, use the negativity, not to just hold it in, walk away, turn it into love and understanding and compassion and talk better. Be like, hey, partner, hey, spouse. Um, just listen, can I talk to you about this after? And then walk away and come back a better person. Be proud of yourself. And then you buy yourself a glass of wine or a bottle of wine. Be like, I did so good and relax. And be like, I love, like, I'm doing good. You know, then, then you can treat yourself, right? Once in a while. Yeah, I think just, I think that's a really beautiful place to end since I know we could talk for five more hours. Um, but I just want to thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom, insight, tips. There's so much in there at, that we could, you and I could break apart each little thing, but I really appreciate you sharing You're what welcome. you have. And I also believe that everything that comes through today is what we need to hear today. So um, yeah, and can you, t I'll, I'll put your information below, but just tell people, what are you, what types of things are you offering? Any events you're participating in, books? Repeat sure. that, yeah. So thank you so much, by the way, I really appreciate you. Um, and perfect way to end, I hope. I always wanna just think I have more and give more, but um, we could always do it again if anyone yeah. wants to talk about something else. But I do have uh, a children's book out called Arnav's Affirmations. And it's set up in a way where when, you're, when you read it or your child read it, reads it or you read it to somebody, that it's continuously readjusting the words and the phrases like I am so great or I love waking up or when I see food that is foreign to me I it's it's reprogramming you while you read it because it's just it's changing the affirmation it's not saying food is weird so then I say I am no it's like when I see food that is different you know um I, you know, and then I share, and when I brush my teeth, um, you know, it's a beautiful, cute book, right? It's is it Arnav? A-R-N-A-V. That's how I spelled it, but I wanted to Arnav's sure. Affirmations. It's on Amazon. And I have... I'll put some, the link below there. I have some t-shirts and some more items coming soon, but I have t-shirts for men and women and children that uh, have the guided intelligence just so you guys are aware, we're all guided intelligently. So the mission is, that's what we are. We're guided intelligently. So if you want to have a shirt saying guided intelligence, I have a t-shirt as well on my website, guidedintelligence.me, or even if you put .ca, it'll take you to the website as well. Um, and I have just my services and what I do and you know, you kind of have an idea of what I do. I'm not just a one trick pony. And, you know, I don't just, you know, follow a technique or a method or traditional or non-traditional. It's just, I just have different sorts of me and I'll give you that back. I'll just give you that. I'll reciprocate your energy back to you and we'll transform uh, to get better. Amazing. And that's guided intelligence dot CA or dot me this guy's Canadian in case you couldn't tell by the accent. That's why <laughs> so it's intelligence, but I'll have it all below. Um, and I know where it is. So uh, again, thank you so much, Malcolm, for being here and for what you do in this world. 
Thank you. I appreciate you and for doing the same thing. Have a blast. You too.